गाइज इट्स ए नाहदा वेलकम बैक फॉर अनदर एपिसोड वेस्ट क्लब्स ने नाहदा ओ माय गॉड आई कैन नॉट बिलीव इट्स लिजिट द लास्ट एपिसोड ऑफ सीजन 1 दिस इज जस्ट क्रेजी दिस इज जस्ट क्रेजी एंड थैंक यू सो सो मच फॉर बीइंग हियर एंड गिविंग मी योर टाइम एंड लिसनिंग इट मींस लिटरली द वर्ल्ड एंड या आई थिंक आई एम गोना introduce you to our guest today so today we've got udayan mane with us he's an 11 time winner on the pgti and he's currently one of the highest ranked indians on on the owgr um so this episode is a little different from all the others uh it's a rapid fire episode so um Yeah, I think let's get on with it. So nice to have you here with me, Adyan. Thank you so much for joining me. Oh, it's my pleasure to be here too. So this is the first rapid fire episode on the podcast, and I'm really, really excited. So I think we should jump to the questions straight away. Yeah, sounds good. So how did you start golf? Ah, uh, oh, that's a good question. <laughs> I didn't realize you're gonna pounce at me like that. Um, well, my my brother and my dad uh, used to play golf uh, every like every weekend in KGA Bangalore, and they used to come back home. They used to come back home with all these stories of how they made pars and you know got out of trouble and um, the certain lines and pins and all that. And I just wanted to be a part of those stories. and my mama encouraged me to um sort of go and play with them and um i had like the natural knack for it um it was a great uh, great way to get out of school also uh, because of the tournaments <laughs> and uh, one thing led to another and uh, before i know before you know i knew it um a bunch of us from kga actually um made it our profession to till to this date yeah that's great that's really cool and who's your childhood idol and someone you look up to uh someone uh, does it have to be a golfer or just generally generally anybody generally uh my granddad my dad and uh like people like generally if it's not golf then it's uh, then it's somebody who i know really well and really close Mm-hmm. uh and i'd like to emulate um you know their kind of mannerisms characteristics um yeah. their achievements uh and the way they treat people also right that's cool that's really cool hey it's editing anahata over here i just want to put a disclaimer that this particular episode was recorded before the olympics um and so i would really like to congratulate adayan on getting selected and making it to the top 60 and putting on a great performance in tokyo it was amazing to see everybody playing and yeah back to the episode um what's the strongest part of your game uh you know i i i don't know uh really uh, cuz i have always looked at myself like an all-rounder i'm a great driver great um iron player good wedgeist a wedge player a uh, great putter i think uh, i think me if if i was to choose one my strongest part of the game would be uh, what's between my ears that's an interesting answer 
your least favorite favorite shot my my least favorite shot shot mhm like golf shot yeah my least favorite uh let's see my least favorite uh i don't know it, it'd probably be the low hook which uh, you know you don't want to hit but it just comes off like a low hook I, it's one of my tendencies so i think that's the most displeasing to me yeah i mean i think i'm putting you at quite a bit of thought today <laughs> yeah i'm generally don't think so much <laughs> um what keeps you motivated uh my dreams of uh, accomplishing what i've set out to accomplish uh, that keeps me motivated and what do you want to accomplish um obviously uh, i would like to become world number 1 in golf um but more than that i've given myself a few uh, targets uh in terms of uh, swing targets uh, uh tournament targets scoring targets uh just getting better at everything kind of targets um and yeah i think uh that's what uh, keeps pushing me that's awesome that's really really awesome so um what's your thought process before a tournament or before a round how do you go about it uh my general uh attitude or mindset is uh against the golf course mm-hmm. uh i'm not trying to beat anyone uh, uh per se uh you know on the golf course i'm just trying to beat the course as far as i can so uh you know whether it's um the indian open or whether it's a normal round uh, with a bunch of buddies my uh my competition is against the golf course right. so i'm going to beat the golf course on every shot um and that way you know uh, golf at even the highest level becomes easier because you're not you're not thinking about the stage or the event as such you're just trying to go out there and beat the golf course right so um is there any difference in playing a pgti event or an uh, asian tour event or a european tour event Do yeah uh, there, there is a difference in the in the sense that the conditions are different the field is different uh, maybe the uh, maybe the level of play is different of uh, of the players that that come to play um but that only means that you know you got to focus on 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 your game and how you're going to uh triumph over that week um there's no need to sort of uh pursue perfection uh to beat everyone else but i think it's just about making the least amount of mistakes compared to the rest of the field that's it sorry just being the best version of yourself that is yeah something like that i mean i guess that's a bit of a cliche and you hear that all all over instagram and facebook and all these motivational posts but um like to to take what you said and and sort of break it into pieces mm-hmm. uh, i think it just resolve it just uh, you know sort of transcends itself into making the least amount of mistakes over the course of four competitive days right 
So your first win. My first win uh, was in Jaipur in 2015. Uh, yeah, it, it felt uh, kind of uh, unbelievable because it was my seventh start as a pro, and uh, generally. Everyone has this notion of, uh, oh, it takes two, three years to settle down and then only, you know, will you perform and things like that. But uh, what what they didn't understand was the golf course remains the same. Right. Uh, it's uh, two years from now or 10 years from now, the the golf course remained the same. And, uh, you know, somehow um, I was able to realize that that week or... Uh, Every week that I play, uh, I try and make it about beating the golf course and not about the situation. Right. The win that you're most proud of, which one was that? I think my most recent win, uh, the 11th title in uh, uh, Golden. Yeah. Uh, that was pretty special uh, because I just lost my grandfather. Um and uh, I, I won it for him and it was also to sort of creep back on top of the world ranking and get into the Olympics and uh, all that was on the line and I was able to, you know, get a victory when I needed it the most. Yeah. I think oh. that was, and like, uh, in, in in if you saw the form that I was in before the week, before that week, I, I was... I was in, you know, uh, not not such a good place mentally, physically, everything. And for me to have won uh, with the kind of game that I had, I think that showed a lot of uh, grit on from my side. Of course, of course. And um, a win with a funny backstory to it. A win with a funny, uh, yeah, actually. I mean, it's it's not that funny. It's kind of embarrassing, actually. Um, uh, in Hyderabad, I think this is my sixth or seventh, I think sixth uh, victory. Uh, the the last day of Hyderabad was on 25th Feb and the third day was 24th Feb, which is my birthday. Oh. So on uh, 24th Feb, uh, I, I found myself one shot behind the lead. And um, I said, you know, hey guys, I don't care about the tournament. I'm just gonna go out there and have my, have my uh, have drinks with you guys, and I'm I'm gonna like let's party, you know. Forget about the tournament. It's my birthday. Yeah. Come on, let's go. And a bunch of golfers and my school friends went over. Um, got back home at what like three in the morning. Oh God! Um, woke up at six. Got to my tee off at about. It was an 8.30 tee-off, got to my tee-off at like 7.30, um, practiced, warmed up, did all that, missed a few balls completely, uh, and I uh, ended up winning the tournament in a four-way playoff. Wow, that's really cool. I must say. So, I don't know if it's a funny backstory, but it's definitely embarrassing, and I, I can assure you that that kind of stuff won't happen again. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I don't think the kids should take any inspiration from that. But yes, that's exactly, that's that's my meaning of, by saying uh, it won't happen again. It's not for uh, anyone to emulate or copy yeah. or anything. Uh, it's just It was just one of those lucky kind of uh, outcomes for me, you know, uh, in playing in that state. But 
that's the thing as a as a golfer and as a seasoned golfer like you your your entire instincts just just reverse and they just switch on and uh you know it's mind over body then and uh, it's it's all, all about putting the ball in the hole as fast as you can right and you forget about uh, the state you're in what you did last night or what you're going to do this night and it's all about uh you know getting the job done so i think i was i was fortunate and maybe uh, somehow uh, experienced in switching uh, modes that quickly right that's great that's really really great because a lot of a lot of people playing golf can't do that so easily you know so that's a really really yeah, yes i think that means them that may also stem from why are they playing golf are they playing golf for money are they playing golf for fame are they playing golf uh, uh, just to beat others um, or are they playing golf for fun and when you're having fun you tend to improve at it faster as well okay. i think uh, having fun is a big key component in just uh, being interested and having the motivation to go out there after a bad day and still work on the things that you have to work on and um uh, yeah it's, it's, it's a lot about it's just having fun i completely agree so your best score till date uh a uh, single round is 10 under uh, for the tournament is 26 under that's really cool thank God. you um a funny golfing memory a funny golfing memory uh my god there's so many uh to be honest i think uh yeah i think one one of the times my good friend sumeru uh he was trying to hit a ball around the tree mm-hmm. and um he just he completely messed it up hit the middle of the tree and came back and hit him straight in the chest and uh, he fainted for about 15 20 seconds and uh, initially it was very funny but then you know we realized oh shit he's not moving and we ran over and he was fine so after that it became even funnier <laughs> and yeah that was pretty funny i think yeah of course um your most embarrassing moment on on the court most embarrassing moment uh i i've i've hit a air putt once what yeah i had an air putt once i went uh, like it was like literally a 6 inch putt and uh, my friend's line was you know i was the ball was in the line of my friend's line so i stepped over his line in some funny angle trying to reach the ball from the other side to just tap it in mm-hmm. and uh, i i hit an air putt i completely missed the ball and i i couldn't help but just keep laughing and like laugh with all my friends uh, <laughs> but i still ended up uh, winning the tournament by 10 shots by 10 shots That's yeah, I mean, it was just one of those. I think I just took it too casually, and I sort of just missed the putt mm-hmm. uh, by completely missing the ball. But yeah, I mean, it's okay. Yeah, when you're leading by like that short, everything is okay at that point. <laughs> yeah, I think so. I I quickly forgave myself. <laughs> <laughs> um, your favorite club in the bag? Ah, uh, favorite club. Favorite club. um 
I recently got a brand new three volt, which I'm really liking. But I I also have a brand new driver, and I always love my putter. Uh, so I think it'd be driver and putter and three wood right now. <laughs> But okay. although I, I do love my irons as well, like yeah, yeah. So uh, who's your favorite golfer and why? Who's my favorite golfer? I have two gol. I have two favorite golfers, uh, and that hasn't changed since um, 2005, I think. Okay. Uh, one of them is uh, Vijay Singh, and the other one is uh, Ernie Els. Right. Uh, I like both of them mainly because they're like I'm. I'm. I'm kind of their size. Um, mm-hmm. We have easy, cool, uh, like easygoing attitudes and kind of swing kind of tempos. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have a lot of similarities uh, swing wise, uh, and a lot of dissimilarities also swing wise. um and i think uh, you know in the era of uh, everyone loving tiger and uh, yeah. looking at him like an idol uh, i i guess i just wanted to be different from everyone else and mm-hmm. uh, one of the main reasons why i chose vijay singh is also because he is the only one who kind of took on tiger in his prime right he was able to overcome that and i see a lot of myself in that um kind of uh, way uh where i have to overcome a lot of these things to to triumph and to dominate and yeah. um i've always had a like work ethic like or rather vijay singh's work ethic has has molded mine into a very similar kind of work ethic mm-hmm. um, and uh i think more than uh, spending a lot of time on the course uh, or uh you know uh time in the gym uh i think work ethic also plays a huge role in uh, uh like the way going forward right um and i think uh, yeah that's why you know vijay singh and oniels are a couple of my favorite golfers that's great um do you have any superstition do i i used to yeah uh i used to have superstitions um like one of my superstitions was uh i wouldn't play with the uh, number 2 ball really why is that yeah i i play only my practice rounds with number 2s why is that uh i don't know i think i just played one random bad round with a number 2 ball and that sort of stuck in my head <laughs> um other than that other than that uh i i don't have uh, any superstitions like i i i i now i purposely play with number 2 balls on final days and final holes and all that uh because uh my brother told me uh superstitions for the week and i don't identify myself as a weak person uh and that's why i i gave up uh, any and any kind of superstitions That's great. Um, a hidden talent that you have. I'm an amazing chef. Really? Yeah, self-proclaimed, but I'm pretty good. I am amazing, like honestly. <laughs> That's great. We don't have a lot of chefs out there who are golfers as well, so. Yeah, that's true. Uh, that's why you know. Uh, 
uh, I don't know. It's like a like a side hobby as well. Um, and I'm really good at math. If that helps. At math. Um, yeah, like I don't know. I'm, I'm just really good at math. Okay, I just gotta come out here and say that you and I are not gonna get along just because you you like math. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, no, it's uh, it's because I I I believe that. um i had a really good teacher who made me like math like in the sense he uh, the way he taught it to me i was genuinely interested in it mm-hmm. uh and uh, the way he simplified things for me it became super easy for me uh, to, to sort of solve equations and stuff like that that makes sense so that's um, why i'm good at math that's all but i'm okay. I'm, i'm a better chef for sure ஜாக்லஸ் <laughs> Okay, right. I definitely like to, I I'd like to pick his brain about a couple of things in the swing. I agree with you on that one. Because uh, he's the first one to sort of talk about a leverage swing and um a lot of positions that he got into a lot of modern day golfers have gotten into. And right. I don't know, I think it'll just be a a really cool learning about the swing and about how to prepare for big tournaments and what did he you know kind of do and uh, what did he eat i don't know like just random those like 100 questions i didn't you know yeah 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 um what would you be doing if you want to golf for uh what would you be doing if you want to golf for oh that's easy uh one of two things i'd either be a chef uh or i'd be an investment banker investment banker oh because you like math okay uh no i mean, yeah of course i like math i like business as well and i think when you put both of them together you get investment banking <laughs> <laughs> um tech uh craziest thing you've done on course on the course oh my god or like golf related it's the craziest thing i've done i don't know i played i played nine holes only in shorts um it was a bet okay and uh, so i played nine holes only in shorts um what's another crazy thing there are a lot of crazy things i don't think it's pg 13 though <laughs> so it's all uh, adult kind of stuff you know so. yeah we'll talk about that later then ha <laughs> <laughs> done done <laughs> um Are you a technical player or a field player? I think I'm a mix of both. That's um, where the magic happens, no? What? That's where the magic happens. I I guess I I don't know like um I guess uh like just to answer your question I don't know where the magic happens if I if I do know I'll tell you but I don't know where the magic happens. Oh, please do I really need to know that. The magic uh, the magic happens between the years actually. But <laughs> um, 
I think uh, I think it's important to be a blend of both. Uh, one because uh, you get to feel the technique of uh, whatever you want to do, okay. uh, and and two like we're humans, uh, you know we are going to make mistakes, uh, so we can't be so mechanical all the time. Uh, yeah, you want to be uh, consistent with it, uh, but. Again, like uh, there, there's so many uh, feelings that you have to process in order to be consistent as well, and a lot of consistency just comes from the fact that you know what your swing is about, you know your tendencies, you know how to rectify them, and you know what to do while playing a tournament, how to rectify them. Right. Um, uh, so it, it comes from being simple uh, and being uh, aware of what's going on. Yeah. So I feel like I'm a mix of both. That's great. Um, what does success mean to you? I think uh, success is uh, obviously subjective. Uh, different people, different um, you know ideas of success. Yeah. Uh, my parents have instilled uh, long ago that for 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 them success is for me to be just a genuinely nice human being. And yeah. uh, then they've succeeded as parents. And I think if that's good enough for them, it's good enough for me. Uh, I've succeeded, uh, you know, as a as be, being a person then, being a human being. Just a nice, all-rounded, um, mannerful person. Yeah, I completely agree with you that with on that one. Hmm. Um, an advice that you'd give to your younger self? Uh, advice that I give to my younger self. Uh, hmm, interesting. That's a good one. Yeah, maybe uh, something like uh, you know, don't 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 be too intense about every, like about your practice and stuff like that. You know, like just just chill out a bit more. <laughs> I think. <laughs> <laughs> which which I've learned now, obviously. Uh, yeah. I do have fun in my practice sessions and stuff like that. But I also know when it's time to sort of build bricks and get that wall going. Um, yeah. Any advice that you'd, that you'd like to give to all the young golfers out there? Yeah, I think uh, I tell this to everyone. Stay in school, number one. <laughs> Oh, no. Um, you have to, you have to stay in school. I mean, uh, I, I understand plan A is turning pro and like, like getting all this trophies and money and fame and all that. I understand that. But if things don't go your way, you do need a plan B to fall upon. Mm -hmm. And uh, school not only uh, does it educate you, it also teaches you very vital, important social skills. Uh, and I think uh, because now everything is so global and you're dealing with a myriad of people, you do need those skills to get ahead in this in this world. True. Sure. So golf, no golf, like you got to be in school and like fight your way or learn, get your way through school. True. So with that, we've come to an end for today's episode. And I hope everybody listening benefits from it and enjoyed our conversation and thank you so much for joining me you're most welcome Anaita. it was a pleasure talking to you and i and i do hope yeah people sort of learn from this or 
can just take any kind of snippet from it and apply it in their life and if yeah. they have any more questions or would like to further know about something that i did speak about they can reach out to me on instagram facebook um anything any one of those of course thank yeah. you so much again you're most welcome hey guys it's me again and i'm here to conclude today's episode and the last episode of season 1 um i'll leave you with a thought as usual um this is a piece that i wrote uh, a couple years ago and it's very special to me so i thought i'll read it out and um it goes as follows when adults say teenagers think they're invincible with that sly stupid smile on their faces they don't know how right they are we need never be hopeless because we can never be irreparably broken we think that we're invincible because we are we cannot be born and we cannot die like all energy we can only change shapes and sizes and manifestations they forget that when they get old they get scared of losing and failing but that part of us created in the sum of all our parts cannot begin and cannot end and so it cannot fail and with that i conclude this last episode of season 1 thank you so much for tuning in and listening and oh my god this is the last time i'm speaking to you guys for in this is literally the la- and oh my god this is literally the last time i'm going to be speaking to you guys for some time now it's a, it's unbelievable um i'm not going to get too emotional but i just want to say thank you a huge 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 thank you to you guys for listening and ha- supporting me week after week and helping me do this for 3 months in continuation it literally means the world and i mean it with all my heart it literally means the world to me and yeah i guess this is it um again thank you so much and this is anahita singh signing off mm-hmm.